0: listening to the home of cool irreverent and entertaining talk right here on LA Talk Radio You're listening to Question Reality Question Reality with Priscilla Leona Priscilla Leona only on LA Talk Radio
1: Hey, welcome to Question Reality. I'm Priscilla Leona, and I am your host. And we are in—actually, uh, we're live in downtown Los Angeles. It's a beautiful, beautiful day, and we're on every Sunday from five to five fifty p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And basically, our show is about informative entertainment. Now, that means it's our goal to provide you with resource information, tricks of the trade that you'll need in order to pursue your career in entertainment, if that's what you choose to do. Um, Um, We also hope to inspire, motivate, and encourage people that are pursuing this dream as a reality. And we encourage you to call in. We have guests on every week that are in the entertainment business. And we encourage you to call in and ask questions between 515 and 530. And you can call 818-602-4498. It should be right in front of you if you are listening uh, uh, via the website. And uh, we're going to take your calls directly. You don't have to go through a screening process to be on the air with us. We uh, we can click a button and you are on live. And if you like the show and find that it helped you in some way, we'd love to hear uh, that you heard it, you liked our guest, and you can post that on the forum of the L.A. Talk Radio website. And it only takes a minute to register. And if you don't want to do that, you can enter an email address. Uh, send me an email, and that's Priscilla Leona at uh, questionreality.us or Priscilla at questionreality.us and uh, you can our guest this week we have a very intriguing guest her name is sophie mokhtari and you can pull up her website right now it's chinagirlbook.com just like it sounds c-h-i-n-a-g-i-r-l-b-o-o-k dot com and uh, we're going to be talking to her in a couple minutes. She is an author and the book is coming out. It's not out yet. So you are getting a sneak peek, a preview. You're going to hear all about it. It's coming out on 8808, the day of our Olympics. Hoorah. My God, I'm excited. Looking forward to the Olympics. Love the Olympics. Okay, so but what we're going to do first is we are going to talk about a topic today which I've chosen. I have been collecting Collecting and writing these how to do things for years. Um, Basically, I was blogging via Microsoft Word before blogging started, and and so many people asked me questions about things, and I'd send them the information via email, and I thought, oh, this sounds really good. I should keep a file on how to do this. So I did, and I finally said, you know, I'm gonna start sharing with my audience because I'm getting so many emails on how do you do this, how do you do that, how do you do a how do you write a script, how do you do this, how I said, you know what? I'm going to just start sharing it. So, today uh, the topic is going to be how to write the prize winning script. Which, you know, as a writer, God, everybody's trying to write that prize winning script. And a lot of people come out here. to pursue it that way but you don't necessarily have to come all the way to Los Angeles or go all the way to New York to do that right away. There are lots of ways that you can do it and one of them is by entering competitions on websites and they're called script competitions and basically they're mushrooming um, in terms of sheer number. I mean if you just go to Google and you type in script writing competitions you're going to find tons of them and they have a whole bunch of prizes that are offered and unfortunately they do have entry fees. They do charge an entry fee. I do not know offhand of one that doesn't, but there is an entry fee that you will have to pay. It's usually not a lot, but be aware of that. So um, how can you make sure that uh, you've got the time or if they're worth the time and money, or it's a huge emotional investment? So first basically we're going to talk about how to do that. You want to write the prize winning script. You got to have a prize winning script to enter or else you're wasting your time, you're wasting money. But how do you know? How do you know if it is the script? And there basically is no there are no shortcuts. You got to write, you got to rewrite, you got to have others read your work and you got to get feedback. You got to proofread it, you got to polish it until it shines. And there are I guess no rules to, uh, you know, how, actually there are, there are some basic rules to follow for a script. And um, first you got to write the first rule, I think. And again, Sophie is here, so she's going to correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> but you got to write a story with heart. And prize-winning scripts have something to say. They have something to say about our world, our lives. And this doesn't mean that you can't write like a thriller or a cop show whose partner's murdered. What it basically means is that within a well-worn formula, you need to find an underlying theme worth exploring. There has to be something that really piques the interest of of your audience. So like guilt, uh, redemption... Racism, of course, the old good versus evil always works. And, uh, or the transformation of like a corrupt cop into a good man or a good woman. We always love that, don't we? And, uh, let's see, any of these will basically fit an ordinary plot into, um, I guess an above ordinary experience. We do love to see that happen. So, uh, the same is true if you're writing a TV script. Many com- many competitions now are accepting television spec scripts uh, or treatments. So you'll need to pick- but you'll need to pick your series very carefully. And ideally, you want to choose something that's critically acclaimed or well watched. Some of my favorites are Boston Legal, um, Heroes, Prison Break. These are ones that I know do accept spec scripts. Scripts um, and almost any time on HBO, anything on HBO or Showtime, they're always accepting scripts. And within that structure, there should be room for poignancy. And even if you're in, a, if you want to do a sitcom, um, which is what I do, and the stories. Um, You know, the stories that stand out, they're basically, they're difficult. They're intensely human moments where characters are forced to reveal things. And sometimes they transcend their own limitations, which is always something that very, very much inspires us and brings the tears. Uh, So we want to bring tears. Um, So create, the second rule is just create rich, complex relationships. Very important. And plots may be the skeleton of your story. But great characters are what spark the life of your story. So your main character has to grow and change, not just because of the events, but also in response to other characters. Um, Relationships engage us. We live. We love and we do it sometimes vicariously, so keep that in mind, and don 't be afraid um, to create a really rich, complex relationship. Sometimes the more complex the better and Now, in television um, you you 're not allowed keep this in mind you 're not allowed to permanently change. Basic dynamics between the recurring characters that 's not allowed, um, but what you can do is you can tweak them and you can do say creating a bond, however temporary, between two characters who normally don 't get along, like two brothers, a mother, and a father um, and and make your script memorable that way long after uh the judge who's reading the script has uh come to the end and they think my god i i never even saw to create that bond between the characters so uh don't be afraid of that and again with some of the top shows or your favorite shows make sure it's a show that you know and love and you really feel that it's possible to do that don't make it unrealistic where these people would not have a bond just wouldn't they would claw each other's eyes out it's just not possible Next rule, you want to knock them dead in the first 10 pages. Very, very important. You want to open with a bang. In television, the first scene is often known as the teaser. We all know that. And uh, as with anything, uh, the opening scene is always the teaser, even in romance. Uh, (laughs) So whether you're writing for the big screen or the small screen, um, the first few pages must do this. They must tease the reader. With just a few, um, just a few pages, just enough information to capture their interest and enough surprises to keep them turning the pages. Because if they if they stop turning the pages, they've lost interest. So the classic example and one of Albert's favorite movies is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh my goodness, we just saw that again, and he wants to see it again and again. But um, even that delayed shot of Indiana Jones's face. Um, Is part of the strategy. It's um, full of suspense and surprise that signals an extraordinary movie experience. So that's what you want to do. So if you've gotten them to read, and keep this in mind, this is a note. 120 pages that is the maximum 120 pages um that's the industry maximum you want to make sure that they leave with an edible image in their minds and you don't need to you don't need the hero and the heroine to ride off into the sunset or some corny stuff you know we're not making too many cowboys these days cowboy movies but you shouldn't have them trampled underneath some horses hooves either i mean we don't want (laughs) to we don't want to see that um you want an ending that surprise excuse me surprises you yet at the same time it's got to fulfill uh, the promise the spirit the soul the movie bottom line is we want to cry we want to laugh you know that's what we want to do perfect example that one of my favorite movies Thelma and Louise woohoo love that movie all the way through um it's a great example of uh, of that and it's not a happy ending yet Uh, At the same time, uh, it's a a victorious movie because uh, it's unforgettable. And we know why it's unforgettable. Uh, Next, be outrageous. You want to be inventive. Take some risks. Be bold with your character, uh, your plot, your execution. You know, tell your story in the most interesting manner possible. You don't have to go as far as that crazy movie, Pulp Fiction. uh, But the tried and true is only a step removed from the truly boring. So don't go tried and true and think, oh, this is safe. This is what they're looking for. Because sometimes they're looking for something that's going to wow them. So ideally, you want... um, You want you want how you tell your story to reflect what your story actually is. Something something said in in, in the music world, for example, can use music and lyrics to get a great effect. If you're doing a thriller, without a ticking, you could do like a ticking clock and play with time in an unexpected way. Don't just don't be afraid to experiment. That's that's all I'm saying. Uh, Do your homework. Oh, I have to tell you about this website I discovered. But basically, do your homework. You want to check out that contest. Do not just go randomly entering these contests um, before you send them a check. A great website, you want to write this down moviebytes.com moviebyte dot com. This, mo- this website is full of information about competitions and it even gives feedback from past entrants so you know it's legit because you're getting the testimonials. And you want to also decide what you want from the contest. Uh, there are many things people are looking for. Money probably is consistent among all of them, but um, to win of course beyond that, uh, do you want the contest to give you written feedback, cash prizes, industry reads uh, a fellowship where you don't have to move to los angeles or new york if the prize isn't something you want don't bother entering it because it's a waste of time and lastly you want to make the most of your win this is very important if you win this contest what are you going to do Well, you want to be prepared to toot your own horn. You want, uh, once the win comes your way, you want to have a list of agents that you'd like to work with, producers who you might want, who might want to buy your script. Um, Put your win uh, or like a top 10 kind of uh, prominent top 10 wins. Hopefully you got more than one, but even if it's just one, it's all right. You want to put that prominently in your query letter or follow up um, a query with a postcard announcing your latest achievement, uh, if you can get them on the phone, the first thing that you want to do is establish your credibility. So be prepared to list the contest that you, uh, that you did well. So, you know, whether you're a winner, a finalist, a semi-finalist, and do it in order of prestige. And national always beats local. So keep that in mind. And if you want your prize to be an industry read, touch base with a reader to make sure that they have a clean copy. And then you can always say that you've done a polish since the contest and you would like to send the latest draft. So that's really good. And then follow up about six weeks later, which is traditional, and see if they've had a chance to read it. And this is, again, a terrific opportunity to get feedback from somebody who's been in the trenches. And again, I say this, never, 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 never take no for an answer. No in my book is a yes in disguise. So... Um, i don 't understand the word no personally if you say no i 'm going to ask why twenty five times until you give me an answer but uh, instead, ask them if they could let you know um, why they passed it what what were they looking for? Why did they pass on the project and the basically in in summary, the entertainment industry is built up on relationships, and you know they got clicks there 's Nepotism. There's all kinds of stuff going on. But um, if you can get an open door invitation uh, from a judge or a reader to come back with your next script, that is a prize that will pay off for years to come. So keep that in mind. So those are my thoughts for the day. And uh, we are so anxious to get to Sophie Maktari. But if you want any further information about that, email again. Email me again at priscilla at questionreality.us. So without further ado, we are going to meet the lovely uh, Sophie Maktari. She's just written a book called China Girl, A Daughter's Journey. And uh, we are here to find find out all about it. Again, the website is chinagirlbook.com. So Sophie, welcome to Question Reality on LA Talk Radio. Hi, Priscilla. Hello, <laughs> uh, Sophie. I met Sophie through um, a mutual friend named J.C. O'Connell, and they work together at NBC Universal. Is that correct? That's correct. NBC. And And uh, you've just—is this your first book? Tell us a little bit about China Girl. Uh,
2: what it's about. Absolutely. Is it your
1: first book? First of all,
2: China Girl is the first book. Um, it's my first novel. It will come out, as you said, um, on August eighth this year.
1: Oh, looks like we have a call already. Oh, my wow. goodness gracious. Okay, caller, you are on the air with Sophie Moktari. Hello there, Priscilla. You are so wonderful, and I'm so excited to ask Sophie a question. Oh. I've been looking on her website. It's wonderful, Chinagirlbook.com. Thank you. And I noticed, uh, Sophie, you said you've partnered... Uh, in your writing and with a story consultant, Corey Blake. And I was wondering, uh, I'm a writer, but I've never been able to collaborate
2: with people. Um, and I was just wondering if, you know, how you see what makes a good collaboration uh, versus working on your own. Oh, absolutely. I began the journey of writing China Girl book, this book, about two years ago. In May of 2007, I finished my original manuscript. Um, it was definitely from the heart. It was um, a story that just had to be told, and you know, I'm in the industry. I work for NBC Universal. I have relationships, so through uh-huh. my relationships, I was able to contact, you know, some agents. And for mm-hmm. for some agents, it's very difficult for them to work with a first time novelist. However. Uh-huh. However, there is an agent that I met and I correspond with still based out of New York, and she, I went back to her. Like Priscilla said, never take no for an answer. Ask the question, why? So I went back to her, and I said, you know, what needs to be done here? So she said, you know, you really need to develop the script, work on it more, you know, and, and with that advice, I found Writers of the Roundtable. Collaboration <laughs> is partnership. Basically, they helped me... Um, edit the book that we consulted they helped me market the book they helped me create the website basically you know we're pretty much joint at the hips they have the same values as I do the same vision so Mm, um, that's where that's coming from
1: okay well great well thank you so much and uh, good luck with everything it's very exciting and congratulations thank you thank you caller okay
2: Okay, Bye. bye bye
1: Wow, my goodness. I, I have, you haven't even started talking yet. They're going to be lighting the phones up. Okay, so as you were saying, why don't
2: you continue? Okay, China Girl is a story about a mother and a daughter. Basically, the story is about Anna Lee, who is a, a Chinese girl living in Hong Kong back in the 60s. Okay, she is from a wealthy, very traditional family, mm-hmm. and through the course of her life, at the age of sixteen, she, you know, has those emotions of love. Um, she has a sexual encounter with a boy, and with this one encounter, she becomes pregnant, mm, mm, mm. and this changes her life. Oh. Okay, so she moves to the U.S., and you know, it was very, it was very much of a different life than she had dreamed about. Okay. Um, it's also about her daughter, Lily, who, um, you know, was from her first pregnancy. She left her in Hong Kong to be raised by her grandparents.
1: And why did she do that?
2: Um, Anna did what that. What was her
1: motivation for that?
2: I, well, she wanted to continue with her dream, which is to get an education in the U.S. Okay. Her, her parents were gracious and very... Um, Giving and they offered to help raise the child. Right. So um, the story continues with Lily, you know, immigrating to the US to join this family that she doesn't know. And it talks about, you know, their lives together, the pains and the struggles they have, mm-hmm. and ultimately there is success. Okay. Um, China Girl is the first book of the Lemonade series.
1: Okay. And
2: the purpose of my, my project, the Lemonade series, is to really create stories that are internationally based, multicultural, discussing issues that are very prevalent in mm-hmm. our lives. Mm-hmm. But at times, cultures, societies, circles do not allow us you know, to talk about right. these difficulties. Therefore, we sweep them under the rug. Correct. Um, but the creation of China Girl and the Lemonade series, we want to bring these issues to life. Now, going back to China Girl, it's a great story. Um, I think it's a wonderful read for for um, women, um, daughters, mothers, and, and men. Um, it talks about, you know, issues of, um, you know, um, sexual abuse, mental abuse, alcoholism, and incest. Mm-hmm. And in the Asian culture, we do not talk about these things. It's really um, shameful. Mm. Um, however, because it's shameful, does not mean it doesn't exist and people do not suffer from it. Mm-hmm. So, um, that pretty much, for in a nutshell, is what China Girl is about. Okay. So, um, now these taboo
1: subjects, are you talking from a standpoint of when the book was written uh, or? takes place in the 60s or are you talking about that they're still taboo even today is that still oh,
2: i believe that these taboos happen um it's timeless mm-hmm. it has happened in the past for thousands of years and it will continue to happen in the future okay however i think you know what i want to do is be um be an advocate to look for solutions and resources for mm-hmm. people that suffer from these issues mm-hmm. um and really kind of direct them to where they can find help
1: okay and how are you making that happen how are you doing
2: that? well if you notice on my website we definitely have a resource button so going and tying it back into the story of china girl the, in the resource button you will find um plant parenthood you will find um california now which is a great organization to what is build that um california now is the now chapter of you know um the Women's Feminist Organization, but the California chapter. Okay. And it really is empowering. It teaches women to, you know, um, it, it, it stands for women's rights. It stands for equality in, you know, the athletic world. It, it stands for consensual sex, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so the, the spin is very positive. It is very empower, empowering. Mm-hmm. Um it Going back to the resource button, though, there are um, places where you can go if you have, you know, sexual abuse or if you've had incest or if you're an alcoholic and you need help. Mm -hmm. So um, also in the book, if you look at the back pages, the same resources um, are listed, you know, with their URLs. Um, I think sometimes people do not have a choice. Women do not have a choice. They can't find anyone to talk to. Uh, And, you know, this is not the end-all solution. However, information is always power. Mm. And with power, we can thrive.
1: Okay. Uh, Excellent. Now, you know, I was reading your website, and um, I found, I think you wrote this, um, It was very interesting. There's a show that's come on recently, and I think it's called Baby Boomers, is it? Oh, Baby Borrowers. Well, Baby Borrowers. Mm -hmm. And I have not watched it yet, but initially I thought, what a great concept, because it is going to show all of these teenagers what it's actually like that they have to deal with with, uh, if they do decide to have a child. Well, I hadn't watched the show, but I thought that those were my thoughts. And then when I read your website i found out what your viewpoint on it was and i thought oh my god she's right because they're probably showing these houses well first of all what did you say about it and and i'll tell you what my thoughts were you had very good things to say
2: okay well baby borrowers is um a reality show and the reality show depicts um probably three or four teenage couples they're not married you know they're just couples who desire babies and children Keeping in mind they're teenagers, they really do not have necessarily a fully developed brain. So they make choices (laughs) against their emotions. Right. Um, And it shows um, these. These couples living in suburbia in you know five bedroom gorgeous houses, um, manicured lawn, manicured lawns, you know perfect um, kitchens, right. not a spot of dirt on the ground. So I mean, even though the point of the show is kind of like an alternative mm-hmm. or an evocative way of mm-hmm. presenting birth control, is not realistic. Right.
1: And I and what did you say about that? Where are the dirty diapers? Where the hell is the? Are the baby bottles? I mean, it's true. If there are teenagers and they were in that environment, we don't want to. I wish they would show, like you said, more realistic. Uh, settings, not, you know, these spotless homes and these model homes, because if they were teenagers, oh my God, chances are they would not have good jobs, mm-hmm. They or they would be working several jobs. They, when you're young, who the hell wants to clean and keep a house spotless? Who can, even if you want to, because you, the baby is crying and screaming and you got to change diapers. And, and uh, I have not watched it yet again, but I love that you really brought a reality to to that show and I really think that they would point that out instead of showing oh they live in a beautiful house and oh I can handle that but it mm-hmm. is a very very um they think young people think of having a baby it's like having a baby doll right you know they it's a toy or they want to play it's cute mm-hmm. they really don't think about uh other aspects that's where Maury Povich comes in <laughs> <laughs> but uh what what else did you did you have to say about that subject relating to your book you know does your book kind of you know in the lemonade series are you writing anything else
2: that- oh absolutely the lemonade series um will touch upon dis- issues that you know um people like face all over the world so mm-hmm. the first book is asian because you know that's just closer to home right and it talks about the um subjects like as i mentioned of you know physical abuse uh rape incest and alcoholism okay the second book i've i've started actually last summer and i had to kind of put it in hold because there's so much into creating and getting a book published that i've really not had enough time but it will take place in peru and it will deal with some latino cultures and that society so um how many how many books are in the series well i I have four lined up to okay. be written, so I really I can't put a number to that because okay. I think part of the lemonade series are stories that you know um, are are personal to me. Um, the other stories for the other books are inspired by women and people I know so there's always a basis of reality you and tell know, to us these. why
1: you chose that wonderful word lemonade I like what you described about
2: that why did you
1: decide on lemonade
2: series uh, the lemonade series is because the goal is to take the sour and the bitter things in life and to really create something sweet and wonderful Hence such lemonade. as lemonade <laughs> exactly. I love exactly.
1: that I love that now um what what have you what is your goal for the book it's coming out on uh, August eighth and people who want to buy that, where can
2: they buy that book? It would be available on my website. It will be available on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. Um, actually right now um, for today and for all of your listeners Priscilla that are my publisher Corey and I have decided that if you're listening and if you're looking at the website we will give you an opportunity to buy a book in advance.
1: Oh great. So um,
2: if you look at the website it's right there. You click on the pre-order book and uh, we will definitely mail it to you. Oh
1: and what about additionally like if they buy it today maybe they could send it to me and I could get you to sign it. Oh
2: that would be awesome. It would be my honor and my pleasure to do that so
1: here are that if you buy the book today and where can they buy it today
2: on, uh, on chinagirlbook.com oh on
1: your website exactly. so oh
2: there's a uh, where where would they go on what page Um, actually in the front you will see on the right hand column there is a book uh, pre-order button Okay. And um, you just click on that and it's very, um, it will walk you through the process.
1: Okay. Yeah, so go to that website now, Chinagirlbook.com and buy a book and then you can send it to me or email me and uh, I can get it signed for you and then send it back to you with. and let us know if you have something that you want her to personally sign, as long as it's uh, not too sultry now. Just, just some basic standard signage, please. Um, my God, so it sounds exciting. Now, tell us, um, how. what is your uh, background for writing? How did you learn to be a writer?
2: Well, you know, writing, I think, comes from within. I've started writing um, as a child, but actually as a child, I read a lot. Um, when I was growing up in my elementary and middle school days, I used to actually escape to the library, mm. and I would read the whole section of fairy tales. Um, so I think reading actually ties very closely in with writing. Um, as far as my writing, I really started seriously writing um, within the last five years. Um, the last two years was really um, a lot of dedicated weekends, um, evenings, nighttime working on, you know, China Girl, because I do work full-time for NBC Universal as you know um a director of corporate sourcing Mm -hmm. so that kind of consumes my day whatever
1: that means but it sounds (laughs) fancy doesn't it people
2: it sounds like a fancy title okay so go ahead um you know but it's really the passion you have to write from the heart you have to really want to for me anyway i there were messages um that i wanted to communicate and i really want to you know talk about these um these issues or these situations in life in the best way possible Mm -hmm. even though you know they're not easy subjects to deal with
1: yeah and and I want to bring something up as I say every week uh Sophie again she's working I believe Mm full-time at NBC Universal she's uh, an executive and she's still able to pursue her dream Of writing a book. So there are many avenues that you can take in order to fulfill your dream. If you wanted to be a writer and you started and it didn't quite work out for you, and then you went on to uh, work a full-time job Monday through Friday, nine to five, that does not mean you have to give up on your dream. Sophie is a perfect example that she's working a full-time job and she's still doing it. If you want it bad enough, you will make it happen. And if obstacles come in your way, you just move on and just, there's always somebody out there um, never stay focused and cry over spilt milk that it didn 't happen there 's always somebody out there to take your money for a product, so move on um and do something else so and then, but don 't give up your dream and keep on writing if that 's what you want to do and Again, Sophie is a model example of that for sure and but um, what I was wondering is for people out there who don 't know how to start writing say so they're a young teenage how how do you learn how did you learn how to write a novel i mean there is a structure there's a mm-hmm. flow mm-hmm. you know how did you get to the mm-hmm. point you know you got to
2: do query letters you got to how did you do that? oh well you have to develop a really fully engaged manual script what that means is that you should start with an outline okay you want to like basically plot out what your story is going to be about, um, the incidences in, in which it will occur. Mm-hmm. Um, and a very, very important thing is that your characters have to be developed. So you want to spend a lot of time thinking about them. You have to really know them inside and out because the, well, your readers will be engaged if they can identify uh, with your characters. Actually, um, I'll just share a little um, secret with you. It has to be so engaging that when people read it, they cry. Yes. Okay. And I actually have a friend who works at NBC Universal with me. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, she um, got her book because she had the special um, um, pre-orders, special edition for Mother's Day in May. So my friend ordered this book and she was telling me about, you know, the characters and where she was in the novel. And as she was sitting there speaking to me, her eyes just Filled with tears, Mm. so you know, China Girl is definitely a a fully developed, very engaging novel. Um, There's a purpose for this novel beyond just entertainment, right? Just as the you know the rest of the Lemonade series. So once you you know write your manuscript, you got to get feedback. Yeah. Okay. So you um you know part of the writers of the Round Table they they proof. I mean they really edited you know the manuscript and they went through the whole a whole entire process of finding um. Finding readers for you know input and feedback, mm. so we actually got people to read the book, and they gave you know we surveyed them, and we really wanted to know if the, the if the book hit the mark, hmm. if the things that we wanted to do was actually um, accomplish, were accomplished through you know um, this creating this whole. Novel, and we were right on the money.
1: Right. Now, that sounds like a very great way to go. I'm the writers of the roundtable. What are the writers of... From what I understand, it's a full-service writing company that specializes in develop it, development marketing and distribution of uh, exceptionally written content. That would be a great place for someone starting out to go who's not really sure if they're following the right path, right? Mm-hmm. Is this, um, Is this a group... Of people that do this professionally, charge for a fee, or tell us about this um,
2: organization. Yeah, they are a group of people, and they, um, you know, they do develop stories. They um, will actually consult with you. They will edit. They will. Um, you know create marketing material they would do query letters they would do articles so there is a fee of course course. Um, however you know those fees are all negotiable so it's really up to what you bring to the table and what you can walk away with that's a great service
1: my god you know a lot of people would benefit from that and uh, the right and this the website for that is writers of the i love that title writers of the dot and uh would they just go to the website and submit their stuff online or do they send it via snail mail like a regular package how would they do that
2: um i think you would just contact and tell the company what you want to do and then you take it from there i think it may be a different process for um different people depending on where they are
1: now is that just for uh, manuscript novels or is that for say tv scripts all types of scripts i I was for manual I mean, okay. manuscripts for, for novels. Manuscripts? okay. Right. As far as you know?
2: <laughs> exactly. As, okay, exactly. so to so find <laughs> out
1: more, go to the website, because we just know what Sophie was doing. We're right. not sure, you know. if they, they might do other things, so it's just best to go to the website and check that out, because they might uh, help you through writing a television script or a film script. So it's just best to always check your resources. And um, ha, w- are you part of the Writers of the Roundtable, or you're just one of the many people that they've helped? I'm a client. Okay, and do they take you from beginning to end?
2: Um, they didn't take me from beginning to end. Like I said, I finished my first manual script uh-huh. in May, but okay. they definitely helped me do the rest of it. Right, so Absolutely. they do proofing mm-hmm. and Absolutely. editing,
1: and, and do they say, okay, well, now this is what you need to do. You need to send a query letter, or we're going to – do they get you the uh, – like, for example, were they the ones to help you get Barnes and & Noble and – to do all that, they can they help do you with it that. For you. Absolutely. Do you do the work, or do they tell you? Do they tell you where to go, and you do the work, or do they do it? For
2: I you? think it, you know. For me, they've been extremely helpful. Okay. Um, again, I think it's really there's not like a cookie cutter approach, mm-hmm. so everything is really um, what you know you desire it to be, mm-hmm. um, as far as you know. Both parties agree. So, so are um, they
1: acting uh separately from being literary agents, or have they told you you need to get a literary you know, agent? Or?
2: You know, um, I don't think we. I don't think a writer, in order for a writer to be successful, you have to have a literary agent. Good point. Um, you know, it's just really another pocket to fill. Right. <laughs> so. Um, and why do
1: you think that? That you don't need? Because so many people say, "I got to get an agent. I got to get an agent." But in today's world, I don't feel that because you need I think to.
2: agents, first of all, are extremely busy. If you right. wanted to have a great agent, mm-hmm. you know, you can have an agent, and if they don't do anything for right. you, you're just kind of like wasting time. Um, so, if you have a great agent, they probably have tons of, you know, manual scripts on their desk or books. And I, for me, I tried that route, it didn't work. So, I'm, I'm all about solutions okay. and I want to find a solution that worked for me and really to get China Girl materialized. Right. So, um, I, I really wanted to go with a consultative mm-hmm. approach and that's why I hired the writers of the round table to help me with this
1: okay and um what would the if the can people if they don't go with writers of the round table can they just write the book and how can they get their book to barnes and noble for example what would they do what's the process if they just write it and they want to get it to barnes and noble or have it sold on on the internet
2: um, there are probably companies out there that would do, you know, printing on demand. Okay. Um, so um, especially with, the, you know, digitalization and the, where we are now with the computers and, mm-hmm. and how things flow, I'm sure someone who wants to be, like, self-published could right. do that. Yeah. Um, however, you know... Um, are you for self-published? Me, or, no, oh. no, I'm not self-published. They actually, writers of The Roundtable is a boutique publisher oh, I as see. well. Okay. So um, I think, you know... For me, writing a book and really having that book materialize was a great achievement. Okay. However, we want to get this book out and everywhere just because the message it has to mm-hmm. communicate is just so critical and is so powerful and so important. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's like, so many pieces to um the whole process right
1: that it sounds like it like for example would do they make suggestions how many do they how many books to obviously you're paying for how many books are printed correct or are they doing it as the publishing company
2: well we partner with that so
1: so how many do you decide how how many books are going to be available for amazon.com tons how how who determines that
2: well i think the customers do you okay. know, so if you have a huge demand, then more will be published. But okay. I think as a starting point, we really want to test the market. So okay. a limited amount would be published.
1: Okay. So you better get your book yeah. right away. Well, hopefully, there's going to be millions of them sold, and she's going to become the best selling novelist on the New York Times. To- what is it? Oh, that's New York my best list. Absolutely. So, but right now, you <laughs> want to uh, go to her website, com, and get your copy, and you can say, I got one of Sophie Mokhtari's first books China girl so uh, again go to her website Chinagirlbook.com. dot Now, is there? We have a couple minutes left. I just want to find out if there's anything else you want to get out there to the to the listeners. Any any upcoming
2: events that you're going to be doing, book signings or anything? Oh, I'm actually going to um, be talking to the community relationship manager at um, Barnes and Nobles in Encino. Hmm. So we're going to hope, hopefully plan something in you know the next few weeks because it's getting closer to eight eight. So right. you know we want to do everything. And the writers of the Roundtable actually they're publishing arm has marketing. We
1: have another call for Sophie Maktari. Hi, caller. You're on the air with Sophie Maktari.
2: Hi. Um, I have a
1: question. Is this Priscilla? Yes, it is. Oh, hi, Priscilla. Love your show. Hi, Sophie. Hi. Uh, I have a question regarding um, her book. As a first-time
0: novelist, I'm sure she had a lot of frustrations and wanting to give up. What did she do not to give up? What was her... Inspiration? How did she get over the blockage? And I want to say, I think um, the fact that she's written writing a book that's
2: informational as well as entertaining is very different and actually a fresh idea. So um, I'll just listen. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, Persistence, persistence, persistence. I think that is really um, the key. Um, To my success. However, what drives my persistence is just that, you know. If you read the book, if you read the books and offices, you would know that it was a message that was in my heart that I dealt with Um, some issues I have dealt with for many, 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 many years. And I really wanted to, you know, elevate these issues and really come, you know, to the surface and really make good and come clean of these issues. So this was really part of the journey of reconciliation of those issues for me personally, but I wanted to also share it with, you know, um, the world, the women. And what's really, really amazing is that I've gotten so much wonderful feedback from my friends, um, you know, in my community. And um, actually, when you read my blogs, you will know that these subjects are so common. That, for an example, um, the sex abuse, the sexual abuse piece of it, that one out of six women... Or um, you know something happened to them sometime in their life, and as I make this more public and as more people learn about china girl they 're telling me sophie you know we 've had the same experience um, you know so i really that was that was the purpose I want people not to feel that you know, just because some of these things happen to them, mm-hmm. that they, you know, they have no voice. Right. Um, there is a voice for all of these folks. And I want to allow these voices to be heard. I mm-hmm. want these issues to be heard. I want people to know that, you know, they're not all alone. Mm-hmm. I wanted to give them comfort as I wanted comfort for myself. Mm-hmm. So, um, I hope that answers the question <laughs> I hope that answers your question uh,
1: caller she She has long gone, but I think she 's listening, and I, I want know. to thank, thank you so you. much for for uh, listening to the show and and uh, i 'm so glad you enjoy it. I really do we We try to help everyone, so uh, there 's always someone on the show that I think you 'll find interesting if you 're uh interested in the entertainment business. so we are again i I hope that you have a signing uh, a book signing. Let me know, and Um, I'm going to let the listeners know. Oh, great. That would be awesome. It should be on 8808. Absolutely. and it Also, I
2: will let you know, Priscilla and also listeners, mm-hmm. you know, keep an eye on my blogs. Yes. Um, a lot of things are, you know, being posted there, events that I go to, things that I'm, I'm involved with. So that is a really great, um, you know, um, piece of information, area to go for updates.
1: Absolutely. And I uh, I really, I love your thought process. I hope you follow up the, the ideas that you had with the, the baby, what is the show called again? Baby borrowers. Baby borrowers. you got to read what she wrote is it still on there mm-hmm. it's so funny you actually are very funny i'm gonna have to read your your blog because i might be missing out on some laughs you, Thank you. you sound like you got a great sense of humor did you incorporate some humor in your book there is some a humor in it but okay. um, you have to read it yeah. <laughs> oh yeah have to read i'm not getting anything i was hoping that you would do a little excerpt from the book but i don't think
2: we have time oh, you th- you but i would try- tell you one thing if i could okay sure um actually last Last week we updated my website um, because we wanted to give people an audio um, vision an audio option. Oh, great. So if you look on the website, there's an audio button, and Corey, it should be working, right? <laughs> Push on that, and you will be able to hear um, mm-hmm. with this wonderful lady, Eva. Read a chapter. What and page it will, is that
1: on, on the website? It's
2: On the front page, you will see a button that says audio. Okay. So you have buttons that says um, journal, story, author, resource, media, contact, endorsement. Okay. The last one is audio.
1: Okay. All right, yeah. So click on that and you should hear a voiceover from. Uh, do you know what section it is? Or does it's, she set it up or does she just start right in reading? I'll tell you,
2: it's chapter 11.
1: Chapter 11. Oh, you're getting a sneak peek. <laughs> it's chapter 11. Exactly, exactly. So definitely go there to check it out. And again, uh this sounds like a great organization writers of the roundtable.com. I'm personally intrigued. If they want me to advertise them I, every week, I would love to do that because it sounds like they really help people out. So, They're very helpful. You know, let Absolutely. me know on that for sure. Okay. And then Chinagirlbook.com. Go to the website, order your book. How much are they going to pay for this book, by the way? $29.95. Wow. But what a deal. Absolutely. I think it's a deal. And you a got deal. your copy, and it's beautiful. I, I It's got a beautiful cover. I love it. It's very colorful, and I got a signed copy. Um, and you can get one, too, if you order it today. And um, how long is it going to take for the book? To, are all the instructions on there, how long it'll take, mm-hmm. and, and things like that? Shipping Yes. Yeah,
2: once you order it, it shouldn't take more than 14 days.
1: Okay. All right. So get your copy now, China Girl Book. Uh, China Girl, A Daughter's Journey by Sophie Maktari. And uh, we thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having we me. Really appreciate it. Go to if you are a writer and you need help. It sounds like this is the place to go. I am certainly going to include them in uh, future advertisements uh, wherever I have my show. So, uh, writers of the roundtable.com and uh, Sophie Mokhtari. Hari is the author, and uh, we are going to um, uh, tell you that next week on the show, we're going to have a celebrity. He was huge in the 70s. He's from a show, he was the star of a show called uh, uh, What's Happening. His name is Ernest Thomas. He played Raj. You remember Raj in Rerun, and they'd say, What's Happening? And uh, it was on, I believe, and again, don't quote me on this, I think, 70. I think 75 to 79. And then again, uh, Ernest Thomas uh, brought it back with what's happening now. Was that correct? What's Happening Now in the 80s. And he was um, the only person that was successful in bringing back a show that that was an original uh, sitcom series that lasted um, as many years as it it did continue when it came back. And again, his name is Ernest Thomas. And he's now starring on Everybody Hates Chris, which is a very popular sitcom on the... It's not the WB anymore. It's the CW, Channel 4. I for me, um, but it's a wonderful show. It's hysterical. It has some of my favorite favorite actors on it, like uh, Tichina Arnold. She used to be on, um, uh, what is that show I loved with Martin Lawrence? Uh, Martin Lawrence show, I think it was called. And uh, I love this woman. She is so spectacular to watch. So he's going to be on next week. And he's going to be talking about what it was like to be a star in the '70s, on what's happening, and what it's like to be a star now. On everybody uh, hates Chris I hope I didn't say everybody loves Chris because I get it confused with everybody loves Raymond it's actually everybody hates Chris and he's going to talk about that and then he's going to talk about um, his clients he's also uh, a talent manager and he does so many things that he's a fascinating person you're going to love him so he's going to be the guest next week so uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in and uh, we should be back next week hopefully so um, check out the website questionreality.com us and you can see all of the upcoming guests we got producers directors casting agents talent managers we got some stunt people coming on very fun uh, and some variety performers and I think we're going to have maybe one more writer but I, I think Sophie might be the big one here I don't know if this one this person's confirmed yet because he's flying back and forth but uh, thanks a lot for tuning in and we'll see you next week on question reality Silla Leona is off the air.
0: The Horror Channel is your home for the best in horror entertainment, news, culture, lifestyle, and best of all, frights. We are available on Verizon Fios Cable Television. Go to Channel 900, free on demand, and select Pop Culture. Scroll down and you'll find the Horror Channel. So be sure to visit horrorchannel.com for all of our latest programming. Do you need a website but don't think that you can afford one? Do you dread the thought of even doing the research to find a company that you can afford? Do you cringe because you know that the person you talk to will try to sell you more than the advertised price? At Design on a Dime Website, we pride ourselves in being able to design original, professional, efficient, creative, and extremely affordable websites. Your website design will load fast, be customized to fit your needs and vision, and be presented in a clear, concise, and easy-to-read format with user-friendly link navigation. We challenge you to find a company that has lower prices and better customer service with beautiful, original designs. So. Gather some dimes together and call us today at 213-687-6903 or visit us on the web at designonadime.us for your personal consultation with a very friendly representative who will be able to give you a great website that fits your budget.